This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a White House advisory group thinks software providers should clarify whether their supply chains are secure or not. We'll soon see the first stage of agencies posting Buy American waivers online. And the State Department says it's making progress on getting those passports out faster. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. A presidential advisory group says the government should update federal acquisition rules to include a preference for securely developed software. The suggestion is one of many in a new report just approved by the president's National Security Telecommunications Advisory Committee. The report also recommends setting up a public-private task force to develop economic incentives for improving software supply chain security. The committee's work is likely to bolster the administration's ongoing efforts to improve software security under the May Cyber Executive Order. This may be the year the FedRAMP cloud security program becomes law. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us why. The Senate is primed to reverse course over codifying the Federal Risk Authorization Management Program, or FedRAMP. After failing to pass the bill last year after the House approved it, Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee members introduced the Federal Secure Cloud Improvement and Jobs Act yesterday and plan to mark it up today. The bipartisan bill would authorize $20 million to operate FedRAMP, require the creation of a federal secure cloud advisory group, and establish metrics for the program's implementation. The House passed its version of the bill in January. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Starting on November 16th, CFO Act agencies must post any Buy American waiver to the SAM.gov portal and submit it to the Made in America office at the Office of Management and Budget. New guidance from the Office of Federal Procurement Policy says agencies may not purchase the product until the Made in America office has signed off on the waiver. All agencies will have to follow this process starting January 1st. OFPP says waivers for the time being are only needed for products that are unavailable from American companies in reasonable quantities. Other waivers for procurement, financial assistance, and maritime products will be phased in over time. The General Services Administration sees a unique opportunity to reduce the federal government's office footprint. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. About 40% of GSA-held leases will expire over the next four years, giving GSA an opportunity to shift tenant agencies to properties it owns. GSA Administrator Robin Carnahan says it could save $2 billion annually by getting agencies out of expensive leases. But she's asking Congress for help with a $9.5 billion maintenance backlog to help with this consolidation effort. That's only going to happen if the space is maintained well and agencies want to go there and it's the type of space that meets their mission needs. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Applications for the federal government's new U.S. Digital Corps open November 8th. The Biden administration says it'll hire Digital Corps fellows at the GS9 level. They'll also get a recruitment incentive. That means a fellow working in the D.C. area will start around $80,000 a year. Agencies will hire 30 fellows to the first cohort. They're looking for fellows with at least a year's experience in software engineering, cybersecurity, data science, product management, and design. Applications will close no later than November 15th. Fellows will start work in June after completing the background investigation process. The Federal Deposit and Insurance Corporation gets its latest cyber grade. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The FDIC's cybersecurity program is relatively strong. 
but some shortcomings could be leaving sensitive financial information at risk. That's according to the annual cybersecurity audit of the agency released late last month. The FDIC got four out of five in the maturity level rating for the audit. It got high marks in areas like incident response and recovery, but its detection capabilities were among the weak spots. Auditors recommend the agency increase its oversight and monitoring of information systems, among other suggestions. Justin Doubleday. Federal News Network. The State Department says it can now process routine passport applications in 8 to 11 weeks. Customers who opt for expedited processing can expect to receive their passports in 5 to 7 weeks. The department says these new processing times reflect how it handled its caseload before the pandemic and now starts counting processing times the day it receives an application at a passport agency or center. The department warns mail delays could still interfere with processing times. The Department of Veterans Affairs is planning to deploy the new electronic health record to a second site in February. More on that from Federal News Network's Nicola Griscoe. A recent survey shows employees at the first site, though, are still struggling with the new electronic record. 83% say their morale is worse since they got the new system last fall. Two-thirds of employees say they're not confident in their ability to use the EHR to do their jobs. Mike Bost is the ranking member of the House Veterans Affairs Committee. If any of us had polls like what that survey was, we'd quit these jobs, I'll guarantee it, because those numbers are bad. Nicole Ligrisco, Federal News Network. The Navy is delaying the rollout of its new IT system for pay and personnel functions. Navy Personnel and Pay, or NP2, was planned to reach initial was planned to reach initial operating capability by early 2022, but officials say they need more time. Some of the challenges involve integrating NP2 with the Treasury Department's payment systems and making sure the new system complies with DOD's financial audit standards. The overall program is meant to replace dozens of different HR systems, some of which date back to the 1960s. DOD says it's willing to look past some small infractions to ensure sexual assault victims can report crimes. Here's Federal News Network Scott Massioni. The military services are instituting a safe-to-report policy that allows sexual assault victims to inform commanders of violent crimes without jeopardizing their careers. The policy would make victims immune from minor violations that took place during an assault. Those include things like underage drinking and staying out past curfew. Many college campuses have instituted similar policies in hopes of creating a safe space for people to come forward to report assault. The policy gives military commanders a final say in what is considered a minor infraction. Scott Massioni. Federal News Network. And Navy Admiral Christopher Grady is getting the nod to be the second highest ranking person in the military. If confirmed, Grady would replace Air Force General John Hyten as the vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Grady currently serves as commander of the Navy's U.S. Fleet Forces Command. He previously served as the deputy commander of U.S. Naval Forces Europe and Africa. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.